Thank you all and welcome to the White House. The young, the old, black and white, our Native American friends. Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? I am angry. Angry and upset and determined. The United States Congress can keep Rovers and wave the law of the land. They just need to do it. I, I've never seen you so angry. You seem to be... This is what the Republicans have been working toward this day for decades. They have been out there plotting, carefully cultivating these Supreme Court justices so they could have a majority on the bench who would accomplish something that the majority of Americans do not want. Man, what are we talking about? Right, right, right and wrong. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right, right and wrong. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Whoa. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Whoa. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Welcome to Right and Wrong. This is the show where we try to wake up the woke by talking common sense about the issues of the day. I'm your host, Brian Rukin. With me, as always, over there is my buddy, your friend and mine, producer Juice, holding things down, dominating this show as usual. Today, we're going to be talking about the show Generation Drag, which is uh, being produced by Tyra Banks for the Discovery Plus streaming service. I'll give you guys a little hint. It is a show that's about children being entered into drag beauty contests. Ew. Yeah. Not, not good. We're also going to discuss the Supreme Court opinion that was leaked in which it appears the court's on the verge of reversing that non-existent constitutional right to an abortion. I guess those founding fathers refrained from including this because they uh, didn't have uteruses. Right, Juice? You think that's why they they stayed away from the old uh, should we or shouldn't we murder babies while they're in their mother's wombs? Might have been. I don't know. Also, we'll dive into the shocking revelation that there's major tension between the Joe Biden and Kamala Harris camps. Who could have seen that coming? And we'll close out the show with the people segment. And I come on, man, segment of the day, you'll be introduced to the person that's been tapped to lead the newly formed Ministry of Disinformation. We've got a lot to talk about today, so I got to cut the grab-assing a little bit shorter than usual today. So, I mean, you guys know where to find me, at ddruka 617 up on Twitter. Juice is over there as well, at Juicebox1423. Check us out there, talk with us, interact a little bit, tell us what you like and don't like about the show. Uh, take Juice's poll that he's got up there about worst uh, TV characters, I think, something like that recently. I may or may not be the only person who voted on it so far up until this point. My vote was definitely for Wendy Bird. Just going to spoil that for you guys already. Horrible, horrible character slash actress. Never been a big fan of hers, especially when she tried to pull off that Boston accent during Mystic River. Horrible. Horrible. I, I digress. I said I was going to do this grab ass and stuff quick, but here I am. There we go, rambling again. Wonder why I am uh, the host of the show, right, Juice? You going to play that Oscars wrap it up music on me? Please, please, please don't. Don't send Will Smith up here to slap me either. I'm definitely not an alopecia advocate. <laughs> We're also up on YouTube, Rumble, Locals, Truth Social, Facebook, Apple, Spotify, so... Follow the show, please. Tell a friend about us and help us grow. 
We're going to give the shout-outs this week to Buddy and Dot, Mike on Minot, Ash the Author, Mary Grace in Boston, Mark William and Luke on Elmer, uh, Bones riding the groom buggy over there with Captain Hook and Peter Pansexual, and uh, can't forget about Crispy in West Roxbury. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. One more little note. After today, you'll be hearing this one on Thursday drop, but uh, we're going to be moving the show to a Monday schedule going forward. See how that works out a little bit for us. Get to shift some things around. So you'll get this one on Thursday. You'll get a quick turnaround with a Monday episode after that. And going forward, we're going to be looking to release on Monday. So keep an eye out for us. All right, Mr. Uh, Rick Flair, take it away, brother, because it is showtime, baby. Woo! Showtime! Woo! Woo! Okay, I'd like to start off by talking about an incident that occurred right here at the uh, James F. Condon School over here in Southie Juice. Uh, For those of you not local, South Boston, that's what it's called around here. Um, So this school, it is for ages 4 through 14. So last Friday, the Boston police were called to the school because a bullet was found in the boys' bathroom. It was also learned that on uh, Thursday, the day before, they found a SWAT sticker symbol in the school as well. So, since this story broke, there's been two sides that have formed. Those of us that are normal and find it pretty much outrageous and dangerous that a bullet was found in an elementary school. And people like this guy who think it's just another day of city living. I think the principal should have done exactly what he did. You know what I mean? Which is... uh Alert the police, let them come in. It sounds crazy, but it's a little different here in the city. I mean, there's guns all around here. It's not like they found a bomb or something. Yep. Yes, sir. I agree. You do sound crazy for dismissing the fact that a bullet was found in an elementary school. Elementary school. We're in the uh, city here. There are guns all around here. You know, wake me up when... uh. When you guys find something dangerous, like a bomb or something. I wonder if we can save that quote for Queen Wu to use as an ad for tourism. Or better yet, maybe uh, as a campaign slogan. What do you think, Juice? <laughs> Re-elect me, Queen Wu, mayor of mandates. We're in the city, and there are guns all around here. Even in our elementary schools. But I promise you one thing, my subjects. We will not condone bringing bombs to schools. I love it. I love it. That 10-second clip also shows you how effective these strict gun laws uh, in all these blue states are. I guess I should stop putting words into the queen's mouth. Why don't we just hear what she had to say about this story? You got that one, right, Juice? There is a protocol for how any incidents that are related to public safety are very quickly connected between our school leaders, central office, and public safety agencies. In this case, we're continuing to work with our school leadership and the district here and um, continuing to have conversations to make sure we know all the information. How about that impressive list of buzzwords used by the Queen? Protocol. Incidents relating to public safety. School leaders. The central office, public public safety agencies, work with school leadership, the district, have conversations, 
still need to gather all the information. What more information do we need here? The bullet was found inside this school. No one's debating that. Action is needed, Queen Wu. Not conversation. Period. That's it. The time for conversation is over. When the left has no answer, you notice what the default is? We need to have a conversation. They love that line. Everything needs to have a conversation about. You know why they like that? Because it takes you like three years to finally lock them into that conversation. You bounce back and forth, emailing them, waiting for a response. They have another event. Then it gets scheduled, canceled, rescheduled. And before you know it, we've all moved on to something else. And the queen once again gets to avoid having that conversation with her measly subjects anyways. I am finished with the checking of the bags conversation. You notice that she mentions public safety agencies, but she leaves out that her progressive party that leads our city was in favor of removing those public safety agencies, i.e., you know, police from the schools. You know why they did that? Oh, because the police are racist, of course. We all know that. Silly to even ask that question, I guess. Don't worry, don't worry, everyone, though. Because we have these two city councilors who want to now pretend to be the heroes of the Republic. That's right. We have Mike Flaherty and the donkey, Ed Flynn. They're willing to stand up and talk tough now that something's actually happened. Something like this has happened. Why isn't the protection of children and the safety of schools a daily priority for these two suits? Oh, yeah, yeah, I see, Juice. I get it. It's because they're only looking to score FaceTime on the news, and they're hoping to secure some love from those voters out there who see them. Never waste a good opportunity, I guess, huh? The two counselors released a written statement last Friday, and this part of the statement was highlighted on the news. Part of their joint statement reading in part, when school leadership fails to take potential incidents of violence and hate seriously, it creates an environment that is indifferent to violence and inappropriate behavior. All of our children deserve to be in a safe, stable, and welcoming learning environment at our Boston public schools. I'm starting to get real sick of these public figures referring to children as our children. If you're a politician, a teacher, a doctor, a coach... You have the responsibility of caring for someone else's child. That does not make that child your child. The statement from these two clowns should have said, all of your children or all of these children deserve to be safe. Because they do deserve that. But they're not your children, Mike. And they're not your children either, donkey. Uh, I mean, Ed. Listen to Ed drop it again here. You're lucky, by the way, that this is audio only because this guy looks like he slept on a bench down at Castle Island last night in the clip. Public safety is critical. We have to take every situation very seriously. Nothing is insignificant. Um, Everything has to be investigated. Our kids' safety is the most important thing, and uh, we take that responsibility very seriously. The only thing this guy takes seriously is what Queen Wu tells him. He follows her around like Littlefinger followed around Catelyn Stark or her sister that breastfeeds the 15-year-old. This guy's just a slimy, sleazy, wiggly politician. Not to be outdone here, though. 
the faculty and the staff from the Condon School responded to the critics with a video of their own. This clip is from uh, a site called Caught in Southie. Cringeworthy doesn't do it justice, but I'll let you guys hear for yourself. Juice, you want to fire away with that one for us? We are the Condon staff. We represent the voices that have been fighting the true struggle with racism from within these walls, within this community, within this district. Historically, we have not been a school to practice transparency. We lack the will, courage, and means to tackle things directly. We have made a commitment to the work the district has asked of us. Once we began our journey, we were quickly met with resistance and hatred. Hatred from fellow staff, resistance from the district, and dismissiveness from the community. We have chosen to share our truth, to no longer wait to be handed a mic, to disrupt a system that abuses its power to harm and belittle our community. The recent narrative presented in the media and by city councilors portray our student community as violent and damaged. Our staff is incompetent and neglectful and our school community as unsafe. Within the last two years, our school community has faced criticism for our anti-racist work. Our black and brown staff and students have been at the center of inequity and racial prejudice by individuals within and outside of our school. South Boston is a community made up of students from cultural, racial, and linguistically diverse backgrounds. Our diversity is our collective strength. We are here to claim our power. We still believe that unlearning racist, harmful behaviors can be accomplished through unified commitment and dedication. We are Condon for Unity. <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Nothing like releasing that gibberish in response to a bullet being found in your elementary school. Yes, your elementary school. The first 30 seconds of that clip are irrelevant, but... You know, they start with that because they're trying to establish that any criticism of their actions are racist. They claim that their school is being mislabeled as unsafe. I'd say it's pretty unsafe to find SWAT stickers and bullets within your school. What about you, Juice, huh? Yeah? No? Thumbs up? Thumbs down? Yeah, not safe. Ladies and gentlemen, the ruling has been uh, declared here on the Right and Wrong Show. Not safe. While we, uh, I mean, what they say, while they're trying to unlearn racism, they must have unlearned the meaning of safety, too. Who do these people think they are? What do they think their job is? They think the job of teaching is to disrupt the system that's in place. Their words, not mine. I thought they were there to teach kids how to read and write. I stumbled across a story about this school from back in the summer of 2021. The story reports that, quote, photos were leaked from within the school of flyers and literature expressing to students that police are there to protect only certain students, race being the deciding factor, end quote. Hmm, okay. Actively promoting that police are not there to keep people safe coincidence that a few months later this school has this going on in it hmm i just asked the questions i don't know the story goes on to say quote at the condon's recent eighth grade graduation an announcement was made that this year 
there would be no playing of the national anthem, and the American flag would not be displayed. Yet, with the decision not to have the American flag present, the BLM and pride flags were clearly visible on school property. End quote. These people running the Condon are clearly activists, not educators. And with spineless political leaders like Flynn, Flaherty, and Wu in place, the city of Boston is in major, major trouble. We are Condon for Unity. Bum, 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 bum. All right, so this story here is pretty, pretty, pretty cringy. Ah, uh, so prepare yourself, okay? Don't say I didn't warn you. It is a trailer that we're going to play from the upcoming show titled Generation Drag, which is executive produced by Tyra Banks, and it is set to premiere on the Paramount Plus streaming service. Juice, uh, before we, I guess, go into it any further, what do you think? Just play the trailer for them? Let let the generation drag do the dig themselves their own grave, as they say, I guess? All right, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and, and, and fire that bad boy up for them then, Juice? Welcome to the Pink Palace, my lovely friends. I first discovered drag at 13. I didn't know what it was, but I knew I wanted it. Put on the wig and the makeup, and I'm someone completely different. I'm so pretty! All right, all right, all right. hang on, hang on. <sighs> I could, I'm sorry, I wanted to play the whole thing, but I can't help myself. Discovered drag at 13? Who's leading you towards drag at 13 years old? What parents are doing that? Or what, what? Uh, what does that say about the culture we live in, I guess? Or, or you know, maybe, maybe, just maybe bring this back to the school system that we've spent a lot of time talking about on these these episodes. Do, do, do you think that the indoctrination of our kids in schools has something to play in the discussion today? in Into a show like Generation Drag? When 13-year-old kids are introduced to the world of, of drag queens for some some reason. All right, all right. Go ahead, Juice. My drag name is Vanessa Shimmer, and she is just a force you cannot reckon with. How do I parent a child that wants to do drag? I never expected drag to be a part of our lives. Oh, my God. These are so cute. These are problems I never thought I had to prepare for. All right, all right, all right. Let's hang on there again for a second. How about that, uh, problems you never thought you'd had to prepare for? What do you mean there, Dad? You're in the clip. They're showing this guy bring his son to a store to buy giant pink platform boots. Uh, can can that kid go and, and use his own money and his own, uh you know, transportation, wherewithal, whatever, to, to go do that himself? Or are you enabling and allowing this type of behavior? I don't know. Oh, and what about the mother in that clip? How do you parent a kid that's into drag? I'll tell you how. No. 
Simple as that. Just say no. Guy named Griff, just say no. Remember that? Back to the Future Part 2? All right, go ahead, Juice. What I love about drag is the glitz and the glam. My name is Noah, and I'm transgender. Have you talked to mom and dad about the pictures? What do you think of taking those photos down? It's a constant reminder that we had to pretend I was a boy. Stop it again. Ugh. Of course, transgender comes into it too. And uh, that boy Noah over there tells us that he had to pretend to be a boy. I want someone to shout it from the rooftops. Noah, you now are pretending to be a girl. Unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> like, just flipping reality around and changing the meaning of language and words. <laughs> like... You were not pretending to be a boy. And, and they, they show the clip there that's that that kid is at the dinner table with his with his family asking them to take down family photos because he looks and is dressed like a boy in those photos. And now Noah is magically a girl because he stated it that he is transgender. Get it? Get it? Am I, is anybody confused yet? All right. Let's keep going with the clip, my friend. Do you think a mom would ever want to watch me do drag? How do I explain this to my child that she doesn't fully accept Novella? Making friends has been a hard thing for me to do. When I'm becoming Nemo, become more confident. Let me make sure you are appropriately fluffed. <laughs> this transition has been difficult for them, but they try. And that's all you can ask for. It's important for kids to understand that they're not alone. So my mom started Dragiton. Kids and their families are coming from all over the country where we get to be our true selves. Oh, God. This is happening. It's Vanessa Shimmer! This is a place of love and support because we need that in this world. This is me, and you better like it. Those parents that are in that video and in that show that agreed to do this, that are doing that to their children, they're absolutely disgusting. I'm sorry that those kids are mixed up in it. I have compassion for what is being done to them. But the amount of long-term damage that these parents are doing to the, to the children that they're supposed to be protecting, it's just heartbreaking. It really is. <sighs> I know I like to uh I like to poke fun, make make jokes, try and remain somewhat light about some of these topics, but it's it's just incredible that this is what's going on in this country in the year twenty twenty two. How about the praise that's being given to the kids too from all the adults uh in their lives? That one that the Finding Nemo kid, whatever he said his name is, coming down in a in a wig and a dress and enters enters a room that's just filled with adults clapping and one of them saying, Oh, let me fluff you up there and and to the dress, not the other kind of fluff, thankfully. Bro. 
but they're talking about these kids as being courageous and brave and all these qualities. But in reality, it, it's actually more of a statement on the lack of courage and the lack of bravery by these parents and, and the adults and guardians in these kids' lives because they're, they're too afraid to say no to them. They're too afraid to face some public criticism for insisting that their boy is a boy or their girl is a girl and for protecting their innocence and shielding them from being sexualized for the enjoyment of grown-ups and adults that are going to be watching them and clapping for them and quite frankly getting their kicks off of watching this. I'm sorry, I don't know how else to say it. It's just incredible. And the sad thing is, I mean, I don't even want to say sad as in giving these parents a cop-out because use your heads, people. Again, the name of this show is Right and Wrong. You know what is right. You know what is wrong. Don't let that get twisted by overanalyzing the situation here. Don't remove your common sense from it because you might have brought your kid to a therapist who's only going to insist that you placate the child's imagination. I just, I just, I can't understand how a grown adult, how a grown parent is willing to give away their parental responsibility to a therapist, a doctor, uh, a teacher, what, what, uh, uh, a school community that might try and affirm the false identity that their child is trying to assume. And I mean, this is, this is a television show. People that are out there that think that, that this stuff isn't happening or it's not, you know, mainstreamed or whatever. This is on television. It's in the school systems. We show you examples of it constantly. We can't keep pretending that this isn't happening. And you need to, you need to have the confidence to stand up, look things like that in the face and just tell them it's wrong, flat out. Stop doing it. And the way we do that is by removing children from homes like that and prosecuting parents that are putting their kids through that type of stuff. It needs to happen. We're at that point. What side of this conversation do you want to be on? You want to be on the right side or do you want to be on the wrong side? Simple as that. Okay, so if you haven't officially heard about the leak from a uh, draft from the Supreme Court's upcoming ruling in a major abortion case, then uh, you must be living under a rock, right, Juice? The audio you heard at the beginning of the show was from the completely unhinged and unstable senator from the great state of Massachusetts, Chief Elizabeth Warren. I, uh, I hope someone sends up a smoke signal for Juice. Let her know that it's uh, safe to come out. The world, in fact, has not actually ended, Chief. Okay? I think you're, uh, you, you, you're safe to come out. Remember last week when that guy called Republicans weird? Uh, yeah, this woman sounds like she's on the verge of having a mental breakdown because of the number of babies that are destroyed within the womb is going to be reduced. I, I don't get it. I don't understand how that turned into the sacred altar of the left right there. But they really are not happy about this one. Never mind. No one has a problem that this got 
leaked from within the Supreme Court, which is an actual threat to democracy, not the made up threats to democracy that the left likes to use. Nobody has a problem that some activist within the Supreme Court, uh, I'm assuming and hoping that it wasn't an actual justice, but somebody who's clerking for one of the justices leaked this to Politico in an attempt to rile up the masses in in an attempt to possibly threaten and scare the conservative justices who are in favor of um, allowing this issue to go back to the states. That's the only reason why something like this would be leaked. And Democrats are completely, completely okay with that. No problem whatsoever. Anyways, this issue is is a pretty complex one, and we could have an in-depth conversation to really go into it, but we don't quite have the time for that in a uh, in just a regular segment. That's that could be a whole episode one day. And maybe uh, I don't know, Juice. Maybe we'll do a special just on that alone. <laughs> that would really get me popular amongst the uh, Facebook crowd. I'm public enemy number one these days. But anyways, instead of that, why don't we just play a little bit of the reaction? That's been circulating out there. Juice, you ready for that? I could go for that. This this uh, should be pretty interesting. Take a listen. This is my body and nobody you you know, you got people telling me I got to wear a mask or don't wear a mask or do this. Everybody wants to tell me what to do. Oh, 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 oh. Hang on there, Whoopi. It's actually not your body that anybody's talking about. The different body that is living inside of a woman. That's the body that is going to be aborted. That's the body that's going to be killed, terminated, murdered, destroyed, whatever you want to call it. But that is what's going to be happening. If somebody tells you that you have to wear a mask, that mask would be on your body. I don't know how else to explain that to her. Um, All right, Whoopi, continue. You won't let me make my decision about my body. You are not the person to make that decision. My doctor and myself and my child, that's who makes the decision. And- whoa, whoa, did she mean that or did she slip up there? Her child is also part of the decision process? That child gets to make the decision? I mean, seems like the game is is rigged against the child because if you, the mother of the child... And the doctor of the mother of the child are both going to be pro-abortion, then uh, you already have that child who's about to be killed uh, outvoted two to one, I guess, huh? I mean, does, does the child get to, you know, signal to you, give you, give you two or three kicks? Two kicks means, means keep me alive. Three kicks means go ahead, have my skull crushed. Not sure. Not sure where the, you know, how important the child's point of view is in this whole process. But I'll let Whoopi continue to dig her own grave here. One of the things I really want to point out before we go is the reason abortion came about. Women in this country lived forever with it being illegal. Okay? Women, when they decide 
something is not right for them, they're going to take it into their own hands. Well, we got tired of tripping over women in bathrooms, public bathrooms, who were giving themselves abortions because there was nowhere safe, nowhere clean, nowhere to go. Huh? Tripping over people in public bathrooms? Whoopee, come on. You want us, You expect us to believe that? People were really walking around doing doing this. Pardon me. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Uh, pardon me. Uh, beg your pardon. Pardon me. Excuse me. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. No way. Not happening. Sorry, my friend. You can't exaggerate your way out of this argument that you that you don't want to even have. So, um, let's let her keep going. I guess. This law came about because people wanted people to have somewhere safe and somewhere clean. It has nothing to do with your religion. This is not a religious issue. This is a human issue. If you care about me as a as a human being, you should know three things. Getting an abortion is not easy. Making that decision is not easy. It's not something people do lightly. It's not something that you can just do. It It is a hard, awful decision that people make. And if you don't have the wherewithal to understand that, to start this conversation with, I know how hard this must be for you. If you're starting it, by telling me I'm going to burn in hell, then you're not looking out for me as a human being, whether I subscribe to your religion or not. And that is not okay. Hang on a second there. This is a human issue, Whoopi? If I care about you as a human, then I should allow you to kill another human because you want to or out of convenience or out of whatever other trumped up phony excuse you want to use to to be able to sleep better at night no 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 um i do not care about you as a human if you are going to insist on destroying another human because it's inconvenient for you i care about that human that you're killing i care about that human that is having their life destroyed i i can hold that belief religiously but i also just hold that as a as a human being as a as human morality as decency as knowing the difference between right and wrong and i'm sorry if you want to want to bring it to the next step and and try and use the death penalty as as a counterpoint to that somebody who's being put to death already had a chance to live their life. They already made their choices and they put themselves into a position to be put to death because of the choices they made. This child inside of you, this baby did not have a choice. You made that for them. How about her highlighting that there was nowhere safe and nowhere clean for for people to go to get an abortion? It sounds to me a lot like what's going on in some of our major cities these days where where the narrative is we have to allow safe spaces for people that are addicted to drugs to go inject heroin into their into their bodies or to go do uh do drugs in a safe facility a safe and clean facility they're going to give them clean needles and have doctors on site to help monitor that same thing here where it's like Okay, if you're going to have this clean, sterilized, 
you know, talked about as if it's just a regular doctor's appointment type of a facility to have abortions at, that's going to encourage more women to go take that and, and go down that road as opposed to either dealing with their own responsibilities or possibly making some different choices before becoming pregnant because they know that, you know, the understanding that, hey, you know what, this isn't just as, as easy to terminate, easy to, to, to hit the do-over button on as, as just walking down the street to the, to the Planned Parenthood facility in my neighborhood. That might make people make some more mature decisions maybe or at least understand that there are consequences to your decisions and, and maybe make some lifestyle changes. I think that's a positive for society. Get more people to live life positively as opposed to sacrificing their morality. Unbelievable. Well, Whoopi Goldberg, my friend, once again, you are a scholar of our time. Very, very eloquent and uh, informative and well said. Not... All right. Are you guys ready for this one? According to a new book that's just been released, Vice President Kamalama Harris is what some might refer to as uh, a bit of a diva. Yeah, Juice. What did uh, Iago say after the Cave of Wonders swallowed up that dude at the beginning of Aladdin? Oh, there's a big surprise. That's an incredible. I think I'm going to have a heart attack and die from that surprise. <laughs> yep. That's how I felt when I heard that Kamalama Ding Dong acts like a diva. I mean, very, very surprising, I know. Anyways, the authors of the book titled This Will Not Pass, This Will Not Pass, were given an interview with uh, NBC, and we have this for you guys to hear. Kamala Harris, uh felt disrespected. Here's one anecdote you have. Harris worried that Biden's staff looked down on her. She fixated on real and perceived snubs in ways the West Wing found tedious. When Harris walked into a room, the White House staff did not stand up the way they did for Biden. The vice president took it as a sign of disrespect. What was astonishing here is apparently there was a meeting about this. Yes, the the uh, chief of staff to uh, Kamala Harris telephoned the West Wing and told a senior advisor in the West Wing to Biden, the VP has noticed this, and she, she uh, w- would like folks to stand, staff members to stand when she enters the room. This pulls back the, I think, the, the curtain on what this White House is really like. The tensions are deep, and they are real between the VP's office and the West Wing. Uh, obviously, the public image is, is is what it is, but they. This is an ongoing challenge. And what is hovering over all of this, Chuck, yeah. is 24. So clear. Is Biden going to run again? And if not, is it going to be VP Harris? That is the mood music hanging over the entire Democratic Party right now, as are Biden's poor numbers. <laughs> this is hilarious. Nothing displays confidence quite like fixating on real or perceived snubs. This goes to show that she uh, realizes just how bad she is at all this, too. She knows. Oh, she knows. How about her uh, complaining that the staff doesn't stand when she enters the room? She's not an elitist or anything, though. Just got to all rise anytime the Honorable Vice President Harris enters a room. 
it's insane. It's incredible to me. I mean, I guess I don't know if it's easy for me to say here um, from from my point of view today, but if I was ever in a position that high ranking position of power like that to expect and and want your the, the people that work with you and for you to stand as a sign of respect when you enter the room. I don't know. Again, I don't know if it's easy for me to say it from here, but I would tell people that did that. No, 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 please don't stand, sit down. Like maybe formal situations where it's like, you know, a, a broadcasted speech, but I'm reading that as, as she expects, like anytime she walks into a room, everybody to just stand for a minute. <laughs> like, See you later. Get out of here with that. Lucky for you guys. I, today, as I'm recording, I'm able to identify as a female vice president biracial dolt. So I'm going to use my own lived experience and my truth to allow me to read this draft of how Kamalama Ding Dong might have addressed this issue to a room of White House staffers. So listen up. Good morning. Fully formed lumps of cells. The world has a collection of people in it. And within that world, there lives another collection of people. <laughs> the second collection within that original collection of the people happens to be a super important spirit special collection of people. (laughs) I happen to be a member of that second collection of people. You all are in the first collection of people. The thing about the difference in the collection of people is that the first collection of people are supposed to just cater to the egos of that second collection of people. Am I right? Yes. Uh, I'm speaking. I'm speaking. And when you're dealing with me, the thing to remember is, I was that little girl on that bus. (laughs) Okay? And I was that girl who slept with her boss to advance my (laughs) career. And I'm the same girl that called my boss racist during my job interview on national television. (laughs) So after all the hard work I've done to pave the way for the collection of people of all kinds of truths and experiences... We can explore all of the many opportunities in space for all of humanity. So having said all that, I think it's clear now what you need to do. When I walk through this thing called a door and enter an area we call a room, you all are supposed to stand for me. And that's because I've made it to the second collection of people. And you still belong in the first 
collection of people. Thank you. And may science bless the global world. Well, luckily for the rest of us, Vice President Harris will continue to be doing the Charlie work within the Biden administration. All rise. (laughs) All right, Juice, it is that time of the show. Everybody's favorite segment, the come on, man, segment of the day here on the Right and Wrong Show. We're going to go to um, a nice video that made the rounds towards the end of last week. So you may or may not have seen it already. Uh, Tucker gave it a lot of love or uh, made fun of it quite a bit on his show last week. But it has to do with this kooky woman that got picked by the Biden administration to lead the newly created disinformation board. Uh, Yeah, you know, the board that falls under the Department of Homeland Security, and it is going to be tasked with combating disinformation online. Guess what? They picked a crazy leftist named Nina Jenkowitz to lead that department and, and sift through all the stuff circulating on the World Wide Web to uh, decide what stuff is disinformation or misinformation or false. Well, if you haven't heard already, this Nina Jankowitz character was uh, a very, very big believer in letting it, the entire world know, tweeting about it, being very vocal about the fact that the Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden laptop story was a Russian hoax. It was misinformation. It was uh, disinformation. All that good stuff. Apparently, um, the New York Post slipped one past her there. But thank God she's going to be in charge of the department going forward. Wonder if she's going to have a slant at all with with the things that she considers to be disinformation and the things that she allows to be peddled out there on the World Wide Web. I guess without further ado, uh, why don't we take a listen to this (laughs) absolutely horrible TikTok video. Information laundering is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So, disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. When Rudy Giuliani shared that intel from Ukraine, or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain, they're laundering disinfo when we really should take note and not support their lies with our wallet, voice, or vote. Oh man, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, we're the weird ones over here. Just because we don't want babies to be ripped out of their mother's wombs, or uh, you know want our borders to be protected, want to uphold um, the American Constitution, stand for the Pledge of Allegiance, you know, all that good stuff. Believe in a, in, in God. <laughs> We're the weird ones. Um, what is up with this lady? If you get a chance to watch the video, too, she is tapped. Another member of the Crazy Eyes crew. She is nuts to take the time to put that out there like i'm not against goofing around having a little bit of fun whatever but don't put that out there online 
for everybody to see. If you want to pursue a career in the public spotlight, in, in politics, in important decision-making, she's not trying to just host a podcast like I am. This woman just got a job being in charge of an agency within the Department of Homeland Security. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. We, we need to... We need to get these theater geeks out of the um, administration or something. Go do something else. But you're you're not qualified if you if you put a video out like that. How could you be considered to be qualified as a as a rational, reasonable human being? I'm sorry. Nope, doesn't happen. And if you're peddling the type of stuff that she peddles, go through her Twitter page. Look at look at a video like that. Then she clearly has a slanted worldview as well, and she has a political ideology. There's no way to remove that. You can't just all of a sudden she she's not gonna clock out at five o'clock and go home and and make videos like that, TikToks like that, have conversations with her little inner circle about how terrible um, Republicans are and the evil white man, but then clock back in between nine and five and all of a sudden now reasonably consider what is and is not mis and disinformation. I mean, if, if we want to ask her, let's, let's see if she thinks she's a biologist or not and can answer what a woman is for us. I mean, if, if she's going to be up there, if she's going to be online removing or labeling information that is as common sense as a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl, boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. If she's going to label that as misinformation, she failed already. She she failed the test. Done. Out of here. See you later. Not qualified. Oh, man. The left is crazy, ladies and gentlemen. So, without further ado, Miss Nina Jenkowitz, you have earned yourself one big, fat, classic. Come on, man. And that's all we got for you on the show today. Again, thank you, everybody, for the love and support. Help spread the spread the show around, please, when you can. You know, give us a follow. Shoot us, shoot us a like here and there. Whatever you got to do. And don't forget, we're going to be coming right back at you with a Monday show coming up this week. We're going to be posting another episode on Monday, which will end up being our new release day, our new, uh, our new show day. So, uh, I guess that's, that's all I got to say so far, Juice. I got nothing else except thanks for having me. The Right and Wrong Show is produced by Juice. Executive producer, Juice. Audio mixer is Juice. Hair by Skull Shavers. Wardrobe and makeup by Ashley Ruka. Right and Wrong Song created by Juice. The Right and Wrong Show is copyright 2022 from Brian Ruka.